0: All right, everybody, thank you for joining Not Your Average Tea Time today. I'm Tobari Ruffin. I'm joined by Evan Gentry. Evan, you want to go ahead and list off the teams you like to follow? The the teams that you watch with your valuable time every day or every season.
1: All right, so, like, my favorite teams, uh, NFL, Colts, for sure. You know, born in Indiana, love the Colts. NBA is definitely the Pacers. I don't watch the NHL. You know, even though I was born in Indiana, I was raised in Florida. Outside of Tampa, nobody cares about hockey, so... Wow. <laughs> I am definitely not a hockey fan. Uh, as far as college football goes, I'm a big Florida State guy. College basketball, Florida State. College baseball, Florida State. And then I casually follow the White Sox when nothing else is on. And then, really, I just watch any other sports that are on.
0: Hey, and the White Sox fan.
1: Hey, shout out. I appreciate
0: you. So, yeah. all right, so uh got your teams here, but if you... I think you kind of ranked them in order already. So, like, um, tell me, how did you get into like the the Indiana teams? I know you like were was born there, but then you also have Florida State here. So, like, which one is the one that sticks out the most to you? That really you had a really defining moment that said, even though these teams aren't regionally where I stay, I still want to kind of follow them. Like, why did you pick Florida State over Indiana University?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. I became a Colts fan I was born in Indiana kind of bounced around from a couple teams when I was real little and when I started getting older and really started watching football started playing it started getting big in it I just kind of adapted the Colts uh, Peyton Manning was there uh, Reggie Wayne was starting to on, on his come up um, it, it they were the team they were the team when I was real little and started playing football the Pacers I don't know the Pacers just the Pacers I got to see them live when I was real little and so I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm definitely going to be a Pacers fan for sure. Reggie Miller, yeah, that's that's not the case anymore. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a Pacers fan, uh, even though we got rid of Lance Stevenson. That's okay. We're going to move on from that. Um, wow. I became a Florida State fan, honestly. Um, in high school, I kind of bounced around from teams, Oklahoma, Boise State, definitely because of the blue field. But I kind of <laughs> settled in. I, I definitely settled in on Florida State because – I had friends' dads in high school, so some of my friends in high school, their dads were baseball and football and or football coaches for Florida State, so we got to go to a bunch of games, kind of started supporting them, and I don't know, just kind of fell in love with being a Seminole, so I just became a Seminole fan and, and loved it, and stick with it today, even though Willie Taggart doesn't, doesn't know anything.
0: Wow, you're, so you're not a fan of the Willie Taggart hire, huh? And isn't he getting sued?
1: Oh, a couple players. It's, oh, it's just, it's a nightmare in Tallahassee right now. There, after one season, like, there's already signs, right? Because, like, that's where I'm living again, is Tallahassee. And there's already, like, signs in people's yards, like, get rid of Taggart. The Willie Arrow was a joke. Like, we need to move on. After one season. So you're going to Steve Welcome. Dude, I i don't know. Yeah, we're going to Steve Welcome. But they, <laughs> they, they kept him, so we got to stick with him. Apparently, people think like these these administrators in the athletic office are like, "Oh, yeah, Willie Taggart knows absolutely what he's talking about." Because so after after Bobby Bowden was forced out, and Jimbo became the head coach, Jimbo kind of like kicked Bobby out of all football operations. And Bobby in Tallahassee is a god. Bobby Bowden is a god in Tallahassee. And ever since Where is Willie he now is he still there? Oh yeah, he's still there. He, he lives there with his wife. You know, he's got grandkids that he travels and sees and whatnot. But so when Willie came, became head coach, they came in and uh, pretty much said, yeah, Bobby, you can come back to the program. You know, you built this. This is your empire that we are trying to continue on. Come hang out with us. And so that's, that's why they love Willie Taggart in the athletic office.
0: Wow. So... All right, so Florida State, I'm guessing it's the team that you watch the most here. So, what is your worst memory? Like the top 3 worst memories you've had as, as a Florida State fan?
1: Oh, goodness. My, my my number 3 came most recently, right? Came this past Saturday. <laughs> uh Florida State basketball, even though it's not football, it is Florida State basketball. It's basketball works. My goodness, right? We poked Zion William, we we poked Zion from Duke in the eye, right? Get him out the game. We're like, we got oh, this.
0: I remember this. This
1: was our strategy. We're gonna poke his eye on the eye, <laughs> get him out the game, call it good, right? Get uh-huh. him out. Yeah. So we take it down to the last final seconds. It's like 78-78 with like 2.8 seconds left. Duke has the ball. 2.8 seconds, you're going into overtime.
0: So you think, right? Or did you really? So
1: go? you think. Oh. Spoiler alert. My man, Coach K, draws up this play. Coach Hamilton for Florida State's like, oh, we're not going to play defense. Defense, get back on the bus. We're going to overtime. No. Our defense takes a shit. Excuse my language. My, our defense takes a poop. Well,
0: that's all right. You can curse on this. Okay. Our defense
1: takes a shit, and then Duke just scores the most easy three of all time, and Florida State loses. Bout cried. So you're saying if coaching matters. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Coaching matters every
0: time. Yeah, and that's crazy too, because you were they number one in the country at this time when yeah, Florida so
1: State like, knocked them off. So like, well, Florida State lost, but like, Duke, Duke was number one. Duke was number one at the time, uh-huh. and Florida State was number thirteen. So I don't know how the rankings changed out since Saturday, um, but yeah. So Florida State was number thirteen. Duke was number one. So it was a big like that was the closest anybody had played them up to that point. Now, granted, Syracuse has beaten them in recent history. So, however that plays out. But okay, so number two. Number two would probably be oh let's see. Any, yeah. I don't I know. I definitely I think I, I think my two biggest ones are that, which is most recently, and then the Flo- uh, the Jameis Winston backwards pass against Oregon in the college football playoffs. Wow. Those are like the two <laughs> worst memories of being a Florida State fan.
0: So that one was obviously tough. So did you did you Think that uh, when you saw that happen, did you think that Jameis Winston would be a good professional football player? Um, like like yeah. So, coming out of the draft, were you happy to see Jameis go or because he had some good success at Florida State? He w- was he the winningest Florida State quarterback, I believe he was, and if not, he was pretty good. So, were you happy to see him go and winning left? Did you think he'd be a good quarterback?
1: I did. I I really did think he was going I didn't think he was gonna be great. I thought he was gonna be. Exactly what he is right now. He's good. Uh-huh. He's not great. He's not out of this world. But he's he's good. And I kind of thought he was going to be like that. I knew my biggest concern was, is I hate guys. Like, I have a real struggle liking guys who mess up off the field.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 there's something to say about that. Usually, I mean, everybody deserves a second chance. I 110% agree with that. Depending on what the... Um, Depending on what the infraction is, but you know, it's one of those wait and
1: see. Can you not okay, can, can, making can you, a lot of errors, making a lot of noise. Can you not oh, can, do
0: that? It's this chair. I
1: look dude, I, find a new chair. <laughs> <find> a new, <laughs> um right. No, and I believe I mean I'm right with you, T. Everybody does deserve a second chance. I mean Jameis made a lot of mistakes. Granted, he still, you know, he bounced back for a few years there. Like, I was really impressed. I was really behind him in the NFL. And then, obviously, this offseason, he made some more mistakes. So, it's, it's harder to get behind him. But I was happy to see him go. I mean, our previous quarterback that went ahead of him, or our previous two quarterbacks that went ahead of him, Christian Ponder, EJ Manuel, big, major flops in the NFL. Huge flops in the NFL. And so it's kind of cool to see a good quarterback, like Jameis doing decent in the NFL, because we haven't had a quarterback succeed in a while in the NFL from Florida State. Now, I was, I was honestly more happy the year a uh, couple years after when Dalvin Cook got drafted, because that is a kid who is very, he's, he, he, he was highly rated coming out of college, but I think his character was highly underrated. It was because
0: you brought him up, but I know there was a lot of concerns about his character in coming out. That's why he
1: went in the second round. Second yeah, round. He, went, he went early in the second round. And I, was, I wasn't shocked because I knew like his character was underrated, but he is, like, Dalvin Cook is one of those stand-up guys. Like, he's highly talked about in the community of Tallahassee. People loved him. The boosters loved him.
0: So, so when you say character underrated, you're saying that he has good character. Yes. So uh, from what I've, I love... NFL draft stuff and why people got taken where they got taken and all sort of stuff. But the reports that came out when he got drafted were he got drafted in the second round and not the first round because he had character concerns. There were character flaws. Um, they said that he just was because he's from is he from Florida? Uh, I, th- I think he's from Alabama actually. But I don't know. I wherever I he's know. from, he's not. The reports were that he was not from an area that had um good. He didn't have good people around, and so like that, it was a lot of concern that he wouldn't make the best decisions in the NFL. So when he got drafted by the Vikings, they said this is a total, a hundred and eighty degree turnaround, um, three sixty turnaround. It was a turnaround, regardless. I'm an idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> they uh, said, yeah, we we never we never took math. It's my worst skill set. <laughs> but they said that he pretty much just changed his t- environment completely, and that. Because of that, he would be a good pro.
1: Yeah, and and I think like I think that he was highly under like, even though they, they took from where he came from, they never really looked at what he did while he was in college. Like the kind of character he took. Like, yeah, he wasn't one of those guys in college that went out into the children's hospitals and did a lot of volunteering. But on the flip side of that, like he never got in a lot of trouble. He consistently was on top of his grades. So he, there wasn't much against his character, but I guess to your point, there wasn't a lot for his character to prove, anything. Yeah, so he was a good dude.
0: So, from one Florida State player to another, how do you feel about DeAndre
1: Francois? Um, he should be benched. Really, you think so? Actually, actually, he he would he would better serve as the starter for Tallahassee Lincoln High School.
0: Stop it. <laughs> so, DeAndre Francois, if we haven't, if you don't. Save
1: you the time of looking him up. He's the quarterback or was the quarterback. Did he transfer? No, he is coming back for his final year and Justin Blackman once again is going to sit on the bench probably transfer and we're going to lose a great quarterback. Okay. So,
0: uh, MBD, so I'm, I was very high on DeAndre Francois. I saw his first year of a full start on his belt and he showed great promise. Last year though, I don't know what happened to your offensive line in Florida State that forgot how to play football. But literally, as soon as the ball was snapped, there's people in his face, and it was just a mess. And he got hurt last year. He-
1: you you want to know the difference? We got rid of Rick Trickett, our offensive line coach that we had for the longest time. We got rid of did Well, he didn't, we didn't really get rid of him. After um, Jimbo left, Rick retired. And so now we have a terrible offensive line coach. Now, here's what I will say. DeAndre, DeAndre Francois looked good against Alabama two years ago in 2017 in his first game of college football. That's mm-hmm. the game he got hurt and missed the rest of the season. Yeah. After that injury, he has looked absolutely terrible from the spring games to the spring practices to this past year, 2018. He has just not looked good. And I don't know whether that's Taggart not getting the most out of him or it's because Francois just got messed up that bad.
0: Probably a little bit of both. Um, you know, you lost your stud offensive line coach for so long, and he must have been really good because it really looks like that the Florida State offensive linemen do not know how to play football anymore. Um, and the injury injuries affect everybody, one, whether they like to admit it or not. And maybe he really is still seeing ghosts, but last year was bad. And I looked at him and said, dog, you got to get out of here. Like, go ahead and transfer And I thought he was, but apparently he's not. So um, that's that. But so – Now we're going to transition here a little bit and talk about your football career, my man. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, Evan played football for the University of Sioux Falls here, and you were a defensive end? Yes, sir. Defensive end. Defensive end. So uh, backup
1: long snapper. That's what I'm most known for,
0: though. Give it to us, backup long snapper. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Give us a quick rundown here. How did you end up in Sioux Falls from Florida?
1: Uh, yeah, so I'll give you kind of the shorter version of it. Um, coming, going, into my junior, going into my senior year uh, during spring ball, I got a few offers. Um, just because of how things kind of played out with the recruiting process, I waited a little too long, I ended up missing out on some of those offers. And when it came down to it, I had a few options uh, with a small school in Tallahassee, a uh, school in Daytona Beach, small school in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, a walk-on offer to Appalachian State. And then Sioux Falls offered me. And I don't know. I just got a feeling when I came here. Uh, I don't know. It was a gut feeling. I trusted it, came here, and I tell everybody I'd make that decision 10 times out of 10. My
0: Oof. man. So <laughs> here's a question for you. Uh, how What's the hardest you've ever been hit? Uh, like, so- like you go in this quarterback, escapes pocket, he rolls out to his right, you see it, you think you got it. Has a wide receiver or anybody a tight end just ever cracked just
1: cracked you? Okay, so the hardest I've ever been hit was not actually in college. Oh, it was in high school. High school. We it was my senior year. I was playing tight end and I caught a pass from our quarterback, and we were playing our um, our, we were playing our rival rival Wakulla High School, which is just to the south of my county, and so we were playing them. And this massive, like, unit of a man, a linebacker, just a unit, right? 258 pounds, just solid muscle. Like, I was 250 pounds. I wasn't that solid. I was decent. This dude was, something was going on, right? He goes on to play at Georgia Tech, whatever. This dude, I catch a pass, hits me, like, helmet direct in the back. And my face goes into the ground. How hard does it go in the ground? You ask. There was a there was an imprint in the ground from my face mask. I got up. I was seeing stars. I was moving around. I didn't know where I exactly was. But did you catch it? I did catch it. Hey Hey, man, I only dropped one pass in my tight end career.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only the Des catch it. Evan caught it. So man, that's that's crazy. So you talk a little bit about your rivalry with the University
1: of. Augustana. Augustana University. If okay. Sam's listening, we okay. don't want to make him in. Augustana University, excuse me. Yeah, they, they should have never left college, but whatever. <laughs> uh, um, honestly, that was probably, in all my years, that's probably the most fun rivalry. Just because, like, like where... I, so the house that I played, like, lived in in college was on their campus. And then I'd go to class, and I would see their campus across the way. So it was a really cool rivalry. Um, You know, you would see some of the guys. Um, I know... Um, there was this guy, he was an offensive lineman that I got into a fist fight with my freshman year uh, on the field. He and I would see each other at like the same gas station, and we'd almost get in fist fights again. I mean, it was, I don't know, it was just fun because you got to see those guys every day. And we competed for a, a key to the city. And, you know, in my playing career, we lost it once, but we won it three times. So it's like, uh, oh, you know, if you get locked out of say. the city. I was going to say, how many?
0: Oh, he sucks.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. Augie is terrible. They should not. First off, can we talk about Augie going D one? Like that's that was next up on the list. I was gonna ask you, how do you feel
0: about that? They're they're going D one and they're gonna leave USF in the past.
1: First off, they, here's what's happening. They're going D one because they can't handle being beat by by USF, who is a former NAIA school in the last decade.
0: Wow, they can't
1: handle words. that, so they're moving up. <laughs> yes, I'll say it. Come find me. Anybody want to come find me from Augie? Come do it.
0: Meet him in the B gap.
1: Yeah, meet me in the B gap. I'll be there. Toby met me in the A gap and. It it didn't work out I,
0: well for Evan. I'll let you know that. Yeah, that was a bad decision.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a terrible decision. The reason why is because they're they're shooting for what's co- uh, a, a conference called the Pioneer Conference, uh-huh. which for their other sports is going to be an immediate success. For football, which is the most revenue generating sport on the books, that's going to be terrible because that conference does not allow football scholarships at all.
0: Whoa! 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 Or basketball. What about basketball?
1: I don't know. All Pretty I know chart. is from football because I had an offer from a school. From
0: a revenue, from oh. a revenue, oh, we don't know. Aaron was asking how does uh, basketball stack up from a revenue standpoint because they could make some money off
1: that. But I mean, they but, probably do. But I'm just saying, like, oh, in general, football is the highest revenue generating sport for schools.
0: I need to check into Rose that. But, net I need to check into that because. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, can comment. we can
1: we get our producer to look on that? we did okay. on Twitter and
0: I see nothing. Our producer looked at.
1: Higher gross revenue, but there's a lot of money paid out in football. Aaron said more, p- more players.
0: There's a lot of money paid out
1: or in equipment. football.
0: More yeah, but equipment. football
1: also does more fundraising. I would say, just from my experience. You guys so. do a lot of car washes.
0: <laughs> a lot of car washes. Yeah, a lot of bikini car washes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what pain they see you in bikini, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, um they're going D one and are or is it for sure?
1: Are you they're for sure going D one? Yeah they're just saying? they're waiting on a bid. They're waiting on a bid from a conference and they're shooting for the pioneer conference from my sources, per per my sources. Per so. your sources.
0: So uh hope we're not breaking any news. Um uh, but are you sure they won't get any
1: D1 scholarships they're gonna get any scholarships allotment as far as football goes. I know that in the Pioneer League They are not allowed football scholarships just because I I know schools and I know people who went to play football in these Pioneer League schools They just don't they don't get football scholarships.
0: So you're saying they might as well play Briarcliff
1: Dude, they'd, they'd, they'd get beat by Barcliffe if they did this move. Stop it, stop it.
0: Your, your bias is showing. Your Augie bias is showing. Oh, okay.
1: No, but I, I just, like, yeah, they'd probably be competitive within their conference because of, like, the geographical pool of this area for them. But I don't think the whole spectrum of D1, they'd be that successful if they go to the Pioneer Conference.
0: So, speaking of Augie, um, have you ever, as a series, have the games always been close with the key to the City Series, for USF versus Augie? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, because outside of from, this last year? From what I heard, more times than not, when they play, no matter how bad either team is, um, the games are always close. It's like Jets versus Patriots. Oh,
1: basketball. I mean, 100%. In football, like, the games, honestly, like, when we were, when, when I was on USF and we were, like, rocking, like, we were top five team in the nation, the games were closer than they probably should have been. But at that time for Augie, that was like their Super Bowl. That was their end-all, be-all. They weren't going to the playoffs. They weren't going to the Mineral Water Bowl. It was beat USF, let's get this key. So my senior year, when we were ranked at number five or six when we played them in the nation, like it was a tight game, like 23 to 12. And we should have probably blown them out by 30 or 40. Now, what's crazy is, is both teams were pretty evenly matched this year and it was like 51 to 13 USF. Wow. Augie just Augie just didn't get out of the out of bed for that game.
0: You, but you know why, though? Um so per my Augustana sources Sam Thorson. Who is that? Um <laughs> my, I don't know. That dude. Per my Augustana sources, uh apparently um they're they had a really good quarterback in the bullpen. A really good quarterback like he should have played of football for at least one more year, but he was also, he was an athlete and a scholar.
1: Um, uh, super genius.
0: Super genius. He had a scholarship to go to some really prestigious college. I'm not going to pretend like I remember which one it was. I believe it was Harvard. It could have been Harvard, and pretty much he tried to get Harvard to say, hey, let me play football one more year, but still accept me into your insert program name here, rocket science, dental, surgeon, doctor, something really smart. And Harvard right, was pretty much true. like, nah, either you're going to come and be this doctor for us or you're going to go play Division two football. And he was like, I'm out. Augie, <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, here's my letter of resignation. I have to go be this doctor. So um, who knows how things would really ended up this year and years any time after that. But... I don't know, I think, I also think that when these schools go to Division One, they do it because it helped them with recruiting.
1: I think it could. I mean, I, I always, like, I do say, like, if Augustana were to go outside of the Pioneer Conference, you know, the Summit League, the Missouri Valley, whatever you want to call it, um, I think that could do well for them, it, especially speaking in football terms. It is, I think they could end up competing within a few years just because of the geographical pull. Uh-huh. Like, one of the biggest tactics, like, for schools like SDSU and USD is, oh, we're only 45 minutes away from Sioux Falls. Oh, we're an hour away from Sioux Falls. Yeah. But, logically, that's a terrible recruiting tactic. <laughs> and here's why I say this. Because, yeah, you want to go hang out in Sioux Falls, party, turn up, go to pay, whatever you got to somehow get back to Berkings if you don't know anybody in Sioux Falls. So then you're not really having that good of a time. You can't enjoy it. With being in Sioux Falls, Like everything is right there within 10 minutes to get there at the most. So for them, it's like, oh, we're in Sioux Falls. Why would you go to Berkings when we're in Sioux Falls? We have our football stadium right on campus. Our football stadium has no lights, so you're definitely playing in the daytime, getting that ESPN air. Like, I think I think it's just smart. I think it's a good idea for them if they go anywhere but the Pioneer Conference.
0: So I know for sure that when you go D1, there are certain specifications you have to meet regarding campus size, facilities, stadiums, and stuff like that. I don't know if Augie has met those thresholds, but it would so, be interesting if they had.
1: So I got recruited by a school in Clinton, South Carolina. I actually got offered by them. It was called uh, Presbyterian College. It is on record. The smallest D1 school in the nation. Now, they have less students than USF has. And USF had about, a 15, had about a 1,300 student body. They had, Presbyterian College at the time, had an 1,100 student body.
0: Did they offer you a scholarship? Yeah, they did. Also, did they, have, they were a scholarship. Okay.
1: Yeah, so they were a scholarship one. And they, I mean, they were terrible, by the way. Awful. <laughs> I mean, awful, just terrible. But like, they were smaller than Augie is because Augie is bigger than USF. So I think, I think, I think they have everything they need to go D one. I think they just have to, I think now they're just waiting, per my source, to accept a bid from a conference which they're fighting either I believe for the Summit or the Pioneer, but they're going more for the Pioneer. Why not Summit? Why not? I I don't know. For the record, Summit doesn't have a football. The Jacks and the Yotes are in. Missouri, Missouri Valley. Valley. I don't know what to do with, but But yeah, in and, and, and I heard the that Summit before, and I think it has something to do with basketball because I know the Summit doesn't have a football league. Yeah. So, I I that's why I think they're going for the Pioneers so that everybody stays within the same conference. True. Because they may because they may get a D1 bid for the Summit for basketball, but they may not get like the Missouri Valley bid for football. So,
0: so speaking on that, um will you think if when they go D1, will Augie continue to play USF? Or is this rivalry about to die? Or what do you It'll think?
1: die until USF goes D1, which I don't know if that'll ever happen. But USF, the way their D2 conference is set up, they can't play outside of the conference because all their games are conference games. So the rivalry would probably die.
0: That's a shame because uh, according to your records USF have dominated this and I'm sure Augie would love one more chance to bring that kid to city home.
1: No, no, I don't because that's why they're going D1. So, <laughs> who do
0: you think wins who do you think wins more next year? Like Without being a homer, who do you think wins more next year?
1: Honestly, I haven't, I mean, I don't know the depth and what's going on with Augie football. Like, I don't keep up with it as much as I used to. You know, I kind of keep up with USF still. Um, So I can't really say. I do think Anderson has something going very, has something very special going on at USF with building an entirely new culture. You know, he's returning Gabe Watson, who uh, almost broke, like he was like 20 yards shy of breaking the NSIC, uh, a single season rushing record. Dude was an All-American. He's definitely going to get a chance at the NFL next year. I think they're returning something special in him. They're returning quite a few defensive players i mean i think i think uss has something going for them how it turns out could be completely different now augustana i don't know very much about them going into next year i know coach coach o is coming back and i just i don't know i think they could be good especially they were not supposed to be that good this year and they ended up having like a seven and four record so i think it could be even like it was this year but I'm gonna be a homer just a little bit and say I think USF's gonna probably go nine and two next year and be better than Augustana. Okay, so could USF beat the Arizona Cardinals? USF no, Clemson yes.
0: So could the Yukon women beat Nebraska Wayland? Okay, so just so everybody's clear, we're no no, no 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 context. Are we talking? Are we talking football? Basketball. Basketball. And you need to specify girls. The Yukon <laughs> women, UConn D1, basketball. beat the Division two champions, Nebraska-Wayland.
1: This Whalen. is yeah. Division three champions. Division
0: three, yeah, There it's was a it's division. The it's not D1. D1.
1: Can the Yukon women beat Nebraska-Wayland? If they played 10 games. Yes or no? Yes. Okay.
0: And finally, um, could Clemson football team beat the Arizona Cardinals?
1: Okay, as much as I love joking that yes, Clemson could beat Arizona, no. Now, here's the real question that I really want to see put into action. I, if anybody could get this done. Can Clemson, the Division One FBS national champions, mm-hmm. beat the 2018 Grey Cup champions, which for those of you who don't know is Canadian Football League, which is technically considered the second best football league in the world, Ottawa Red Blacks? No. Yes, I think they could, Aaron. I think Clemson could beat Trevor Lawrence is a god descended upon us from hu- from immortal beings from <laughs> up above. He is not human, he is immortal, and he will be the greatest thing so to this planet ever they since, I don't know, it, it, Cur- it, it, Sir Arthur. It, that's how you feel Dude. about
0: Trevor Lawrence, tell me how you feel about me. <laughs> Meet me in the A-Dab and I'll tell you. We've done that. We've seen that doesn't work out well for you. So could Bama beat
1: Arizona Cardinals?
0: Could any SEC team beat the Arizona Cardinals?
1: Okay, listen. I was born in the South, right? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, we have a saying down there. You weren't born in the South. You were born in Indiana. Oh, you're right. I was (laughs) born in (laughs) Indiana. Raised in the (laughs) South. Beat him. Wait a minute. (laughs) He's liar. All right. Okay, so I was raised in the South. And even though my team is an ACC team, we have a saying in the South.
0: What's that? If your bricks don't stop you, something will. (laughs)
1: Life (laughs) hands you (laughs) lemons. Make orange juice. No, so they tell us SEC, God, family. It's the ranking of priorities in life. It's so dumb.
0: I've heard that before, too. Football, uh, faith, and then family. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to trying to see how do you think these teams should stack up. And I, I remember hearing somebody, so there's some NFL-eligible draft draft player, they're eligible, eligible for the draft. They said, hey, I think we could beat the Cardinals. I think we can beat the NFL team. And so the one one kid was like, I don't want to talk about it. They asked him, like, could, could, could this Alabama team be the NFL team? And he was like, you know, I don't want to talk about it. I think we can. And they are like, which team? He said, like, I, I don't want to name it because I don't want to ruin my prospect with a, a different team. But this other kid, I forgot who it was, It's like, yeah, there are some bad teams out there. Like, we can beat the Arizona Cardinals. Do you think that player is off? The player is off mark. You have to believe that the player is off mark.
1: So there's a good argument for both. If I've they heard, play 10 times. I, I have heard the argument for both sides. Because on one side, it's, oh, you know, Alabama has a handful of really good football players that are going to make it in the NFL. And then you look at an NFL team, it's like, this is a collection of a handful of colleges that have players that were good enough to be on this team. Or it's last, like an all-star team the last 5 years. Yeah. yeah. But it's and more or less it's essentially an all-star team, right? Uh-huh. And it's an all-star team of college players. And so you the assumption is is that no, Alabama could not be the 2000 the 2018 Alabama Crimson Tide could not beat the 2018 Arizona Cardinals because Arizona just has that much more talent. Now, where I want to put this into perspective, and this goes back to our basketball conversation that we have had off the podcast, I do think coaching plays a huge factor. And Dabo is a hell of a coach. And and, and even if you're talking about Clemson beating the Arizona Cardinals, it's... Yeah, Dabo's a hell of a coach. Nick Saban's a hell of a coach. They're just these these guys are fundamental gurus and freaks. Now, granted, the NFL and college football a little bit different of a game.
0: Yeah, because you got to
1: think, there's a lot of players who start for Alabama and they don't get drafted. Or, yeah, you hear them I mean, like, who is that?" You're working. They're working at Northwestern Mutual two years later. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could go either way. Realistically, probably not. But I love who them. knows?
0: Uh, let's wrap this thing up here. Um, final question for you. Who would win in a fight to the death? A silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear? Let me get your thoughts on this.
1: No thoughts, just one. Just answer. So mm-hmm. this isn't an opinion-based question. This is a fact-based question. Stop it. Stop and it. A grizzly I, bear nice. wins 10 times out of 10. Yup. Yup. All right. Ten, uh, 10 times out of 10, T. Well, uh, wait, let me ask T. Who, who would win in a fight between a grizzly bear or a gorilla? A swordback gorilla. No. Wins that fight. Wrong. Uh, what one time? Two times out of 10. Uh,
0: six times out of 10.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Grizzly Bear wins 10 times out of 10. There. I win. I Argument over. We can end the podcast. <laughs> Let's wrap this up because Evan's obviously wrong. Hey, Evan, thank you for joining the Not Your Average Tea Time podcast. Hey, thank you, T. We will do this again soon, I promise. Um, thank you guys for joining. I'm T. Liar. I'm Evan. Take care. See ya.